So Luke 24, beginning at verse 28, as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over, and so he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. That's God's word for us this evening. Luke is the only gospel writer to tell us about these two men on the road to Emmaus. These two followers of Jesus were walking and they were talking on the evening of that first Easter, maybe about this very time of day, about 2,000 years ago. They're talking about the events of the weekend and how Jesus was crucified. They had heard the news earlier in the day of the tomb being empty, but they must not have believed the resurrection because we read earlier in the chapter that their faces were downcast. Maybe they thought someone had removed Jesus' body, had stolen it. And then a stranger meets them along the road walks with them. They didn't recognize him right away, but it turns out that it's Jesus. They get the most awesome Bible instruction ever when Jesus goes through the whole Old Testament and explains how it was all leading up to him and his suffering and his death and resurrection. The Bible is all about Jesus. Can you imagine hearing it opened up and explained by Christ Jesus himself? Wow. They eat together, Jesus leaves, and afterwards they talk about their hearts burning within them as the Lord talked with them and opened up the scriptures and fellowshiped. Having our hearts burn within us, spiritually speaking, is a place I think we really all want to be as believers. We want that passion for the Lord, and I believe we receive it when we're in his presence. When we hear his voice through the word, as these men did on the day of resurrection, this is all fine and good, but there are a couple of things about this meeting with Jesus that are puzzling to us. One is in the very first verse I read, 28, as they approached the village, Jesus acted as if he were going farther. What is up with that? Jesus acted, Jesus is playing with them, Jesus is messing around with them. Now, I'll act like I'm going to do stuff with my daughters. If our three-year-old has her pajamas laid out, maybe I'll act like I'm going to put them on and she'll giggle and giggle and giggle. And when my 13-year-old wants to hold me to a promise, maybe I'll act like I don't know what she's talking about. She usually doesn't giggle and giggle. She's not so amused. 
Most dads have uh, a little fun with their kids, and I always say it's part of the job description. But why would Jesus act like he's going to do something? This doesn't seem like the Jesus we know. What is going on here? Well, I have a suggestion. I wonder if it's this. Jesus doesn't want to force his way in uninvited. Jesus wants them to invite him in, to ask him in. I think of that verse in Revelation 3, verse 20. Behold, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. It seems to me that the way we always see Jesus work is with an invitation. He doesn't force his way in. Jesus wanted these men to invite him into their home, and he wants us to invite him into his into our hearts. And, and of course, we know that God's own invitation is irresistible, isn't it? Knowing that, it seems to me that we want to be absolutely sure that we've invited Jesus into our hearts before this Easter day is over. The invitation is out. He is standing there. Let him in. And oh, your heart will burn within you when you do. He'll touch your heart. And a whole lot more than that, he'll change your heart. I told uh, the people at Faith here before about a little boy who was watching a Billy Graham crusade on TV many, many years ago. He was Christian Reformed, and, and so he hadn't heard too many altar calls. But he heard the call to salvation at the end of that Billy Graham crusade, and it touched him, and he thought about it, and he prayed to Jesus that night. Couldn't have been more than maybe six or seven years old. Lord, I'm pretty sure you're in my heart and that I belong to you, but just in case, I'm going to ask you into my heart right now, just to be sure. Maybe that's something God is calling us to do tonight, even if we grew up in the church or have been in the church for many, many years, to be absolutely sure that we've invited Jesus in. I said there were two puzzling things. The second one is in verse 31, and he disappeared from their sight. That's strange, too. They're having this great time, and Jesus just disappears And he does seem to have special abilities with his resurrection body. Later on, he'll show up suddenly in the midst of the disciples without using the door. And here, he disappears all at once. But the question is, why would Jesus do that? Why would he take off? I think it has to do with the fact that he would be ascending into heaven soon, leaving them, and his followers would have to get used to him not being there with them in the same way as he always was before. I think he's giving them and he's giving us a clue as to how it's going to go in the future. You notice when Jesus was at the table with the men, he took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it. It reminds you of something, doesn't it? It sounds like communion language. I don't think that they're celebrating the Lord's Supper here, but I think Luke is purposefully reminding us of the supper 
that Jesus instituted on the night before he was crucified. I think we're supposed to think of that. And then the two men run and tell the 11 remaining disciples what happened. And those 11, of course, were the start and the core of the New Testament church. I think the passage is telling us that Jesus breaks bread, he disappears, they go to tell the 11 to show us that in the church is how Jesus' followers will now experience his presence in the sacrament, in the gathering of the saints, because the author of our text is Luke. Luke would write a sequel to his book called Acts, and it's all about the early church and its expansion. Jesus, in his divine nature, is, of course, present everywhere. But in his humanity, he ascended into heaven after the resurrection, so he's not with his followers like he was when he was on this earth. We can't physically sit at a table with Jesus. He doesn't stand in front of our churches to explain the scriptures like he did on that road. He disappears And now it's like Luke is telling us that it's in the church where his followers today can be in his presence in a special way. In the church is where our hearts can burn within us. And so we value the people of God. We value the church. We want to be active in our churches. The Bible is showing us that here is where people experience the presence of Jesus today especially. And it's, of course, through the church that we get the message out about Jesus. And we don't do that by coercion, just like Jesus doesn't do that here. We don't do it by manipulation. The church gets the message out by a simple invitation. An invitation. In conclusion tonight, have you let Jesus into your hearts, friends? And do you realize that if you want to be in his presence in a special, special way, it's in and through the church? May we accept his invitation tonight, be active in his body on earth, the church, and through the church, extend his invitation far and wide so many people's hearts can burn within. May even our gathering tonight with special worship music fill us so God can use us for that great purpose he's given us to extend the invitation. Let's pray.